Hey all, and welcome back to Old Iron Talk. I'm your host, Callie Gurton, and today we will be speaking with Nikki and Chris Hudson. But first, before we get to chatting with them, um, my new producer and I, Michaela, have decided to, instead of doing tractor jokes, we're going to do fun facts about tractors. So first though, how are you doing, Michaela? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Another lovely day. Another lovely day. Yeah. Okay. What's your uh, fun fact for us? Okay, so did you know that automobile companies were the first to dominate the tractor market? I didn't 100% know that, no. But I do know that around 1923 in the United States, Ford Motor Company held over 75% of the tractor market. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then there's also producers like Lamborghini and Porsche that also created tractors, so also really cool. That is cool. Okay, now today we're going to check in with Chris and Nikki. Chris Hudson has his own restoration business, and Nikki has also been a part of the hobby her whole life. So we're excited to share their story with you and kind of get a look into what they do. So let's get to chatting. All right, so today we're here with Chris and Nikki Hudson. And Chris and Nikki have been married for almost a year now, correct? Yeah? Yes. Almost a year. Yeah, that's exciting. Congratulations. Second. Okay, so we're just going to start off. I'll ask you some general questions. If you kind of want to show off what's in the background, that's great too. But let's start off with how long have each of you been in the collecting world? I have been in the collecting hobby ever since I was a little kid. Um, I've always been obsessed with tractors. Uh, Really got into the pre-1930s stuff when I was maybe about 10 years old. Um, And, you know, my dad helped fuel that uh, interest. Um, And then it's kind of gone into the, you know, restoration and, and that sort of thing. Hey, Nikki, how about you? I was, I guess, more or less born into it. Um, my great-grandpa, Walter Lakey's, had a big fairy tractor collection. Um, and then after he passed, uh, the collection went to his five kids, or his five boys. Um, and my grandpa, of course, is one of those. And he had a 2245 Altman Taylor that we always played around with. He had a whole bunch of other stuff, like big stuff. Um, and yeah, I just grew up around it. I didn't, I didn't really know it was <laughs> a hobby until I met Chris. <laughs> and then you met Chris. <laughs> okay. So I guess that'll be our next question then. Tell us the story of how you guys met. I'm going to let Nikki tell it because she tells it better. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm not really sure what year it was. It had to be like 2011, 2012. Um, Chris's dad was on a motorcycle trip going around the UP of Michigan. And on that route was my grandparents' farm. And in the summertime, my grandpa always had the tractors like lined up outside on display and whatever. And, you know, Don uh, drove past and I was like, oh my gosh, we got to stop. So stop and he talked to my grandparents. Um, there was a whole, I mean, I, all the stuff there was like, what? The Altman Taylor 2020, 45, the 1020 Titan. Uh, there was an Eagle power unit. There was a 
seven horsepower stick me. There was a Model L case. Vicker. Yeah, there's a McVicker tractor that's in England now, I think. Um, 1220 Wallace, and then like a couple other little things. Um, but anyway, uh, chatted to the grandparents and left. And probably six or seven years later, Chris and Don were driving through that area again. And they're like, oh, we should stop and talk to these people again. Um, and they tried calling the number that my, my grandparents gave them a little business card and they tried calling the number and it didn't connect. Um, <laughs> so Chris creeped on the Lakey's last name and he found me. So he messaged me and he was like, Hey, do you know Don Lakey's? And I was like, yeah, very well. That's my grandfather. Like, what do you want? <laughs> um, to stop and see the tractors. He's, he's like, Oh, we're looking to see the tractors again. And I was like, when's the last time you were there? Because like a lot has happened. Like my grandma passed, the farm has been sold. Most of the tractors have been sold. Um, so I was like, a couple of the bigger things are at my parents' house in Ironwood, if you would want to stop there. And he was cute. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that'll happen. I mean, that's a pretty cute story. And it's cool that the hobby is kind of what brought you together. So that's awesome. And Nikki, I think it's really cool, too, that you kind of grew up with this in your background as well. And now you're still in instilled in the hobby and trying to teach others about it as well so that's awesome okay Chris back to kind of like your restoration business how did you get started restoring tractors is this something you did with your dad growing up or what really sparked your interest in that um growing up we always had different projects going on um we restored a single cylinder titan 20 horse titan uh, my dad and I um, it was a wreck when we bought it. Uh, so we went through that, we restarted, we made a bunch of stuff for it. And then actually during COVID, um, I was working in a supply chain job for a medical device company, uh, in electronics and the electronic industry just went crazy and I had had enough of it. So I decided I was going to leave that job. Um, um, didn't really 100% know what I wanted to do at that point. But anyway, we kind of just started doing some local farm fixes and that kind of thing. And then um, that kind of spiraled into the restoration stuff of, you know, this er the earlier tractors. Um, you know, we did tractor for Kurt and then we've done, you know, several other ones since then. And, you know, we got these two Titans back here that we're working on finishing those up um so yeah it just kind of spiraled out of control from there now we got a whole bunch of projects sitting around that are waiting to come in I believe it that'll happen but that's awesome okay what was each of yours first tractor that you bought my first tractor I ever bought was John Deere B um I was okay. riding home on the school bus I've been in like I don't know probably first or second grade um, I get home and I'm like, dad, there's this tractor sitting alongside of the road. We gotta go check it out. And he was like, all right. So we get in the car, we go over there and the guy just pulled it out of his barn because he had to move some stuff. And he's like, well, I don't really want to sell it. Um, anyway, the more we talked to him, he's like, ah, yeah, I'm not doing anything with it. You know, get it out of here. Well, that's awesome. So what did you do like growing up? Why did you want that be? Did you use it for anything or was it just something that caught your eye? It was just something that caught my eye. I wanted okay. a John 
in the worst way. That's funny. Did you guys grow up at John Deere's, like on your farm or anything, or no? Yeah, we grew up with internationals. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> well, hey, there you go. What about you, Nikki? Uh, I'm a spoiled brat and never had to buy any of the tractors. Okay. I <laughs> um, and that still rings true to this day. <laughs> aren't technically mine, so... Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay. What do you do for work? I'm, I got my degree in agricultural engineering, uh, but I am a truss, like a roof system and floor system designer. Um, Fun. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. Chris, what do you find to be the most enjoyable part of restoring tractors? The most enjoyable part, I guess, is when you take something, you know, it shows up or whatever, and it isn't just disrepair. Um, and you take it and you go through everything. And, you know, when you're all done, you have, you know, whether you, you paint it or you, you just do a preservation restoration on it. Um, you know, you have a piece of equipment that will just sit there. You can start at any time, do anything you want with it. Just, you know, the finished product, I guess. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. What do you think is the most challenging part? The most challenging part is getting parts made in a timely manner. I believe um, that. You know, and it doesn't matter if it's castings or, you know, if you need some sheet metal parts or you know, whatever it may be. It just seems like there's always a hurdle of um, timing with that. Mm -hmm. I believe that. So what all will you do, like you personally, when restoring a tractor? Do you do like mechanical work? Do you do the painting? What all do you do in that process? So, yeah, we'll, we will do everything here, um, you know, turn apart, uh, go through everything. Uh, we do do some of the machining here. Um, we have another shop that we do some of them that does some of our machine for us or a couple of different places, I guess, just depending on what it is. Um, sheet metal work, I'll do some of the sheet metal work here. Um, we've got another guy that we do use to, to make some of the other things, um, you know, whether we don't have time or, uh, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. What's one of the most challenging tractors you've ever worked on? These two sitting behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if you would say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the one that's directly behind me is actually the tractor that was sold on I think it was the 2021 330 auction okay. that out of Australia mm -hmm. and there was kind of a whole bunch of uh you know claims against the exporting of it I guess um but anyway that tractor had essentially sat in a salt marsh for a number of years and we ended up making new back wheels for it uh you know made new frame rails for it you know just anything that could be bad on it was pretty much bad on it yeah those are quite the projects you have so it's imp impressive um all the work that you do and everything you get accomplished so kudos to you 
sometimes it doesn't feel like we get a lot done. <laughs> I mean, that happens sometimes, but I'm sure you're getting more done than what you realize. So that happens. Okay. I do have to go back for a second here, Chris, because in one of your answers, you did say that at first you really wanted a Rumley oil pull tractor. Oh, yes. So after I had gotten, you know, kind of the bug for the pre-1930 tractors, you know, that was the thing, that was the next thing, you know, because there's kind of more of them, mm -hmm. uh, you know, than a lot of the other pre-30 tractors. Um, so that was the next thing I wanted, you know, I wanted an oil pull. And we ended up uh, finding one in Illinois. Uh, my dad and I went down and got it, brought it home, got it running. Uh, and then since then, you know, just kind of kept trading tractors, you know, trading, you know, we've probably had 30 different oil pulls over the years. Okay. Nikki, has your view on the hobby or the collecting world in general changed since marrying into it? Um, yeah. Um, not for good, not for bad. I'm just realizing what a big hobby it is mm -hmm. and it's not just like going to a few shows here or there like some of the diehards like do a lot like yeah. it's it, it's not like it with us it's not even a hobby it's a lifestyle 100 percent um I never knew that I was going to have to plan like all of our trips around tractors like when we were on our honeymoon uh Chris was like oh I think there's a tractor around here somewhere and like sent one of our bellboys oh my like, gosh you live near where this tractor is I think can you go up see if it's there so there was that and then I also have to watch what I say about certain tractor lines there's one time I told Chris I'm like I really don't like the noisy single cylinder international tractors and it started uh -oh. rolling yeah <laughs> So not knowing that I have to hold my tongue about certain things like that. Yeah, that sounded like a mistake. <laughs> so where did you guys go on your honeymoon? Uh, we went to Porto Morelos. Okay. So what was the tractor? Or was um, it not there? Well, it wasn't near there, but it was um, farther south in Belize. Uh, it's a Holt 120 tractor. Okay. It's sitting out in front of like some government building. It's missing a whole bunch hmm. of parts and uh, that kind of thing. But uh, it turns out our bellboy is actually from Belize and okay. from the town that it's setting in. That's funny. It's a small world. You never know. Yeah. He he was surprised um, that anybody knew what that was. I mean, yeah. because he didn't know what it was. And he was surprised that it was worth money. <laughs> I bet. That's funny. Yeah, I bet he probably had no idea. Well, you never know what you're going to run into or where you're going to find it. So that's kind of yeah, cool. Do you have a show or event coming up? Do you want to promote for the 2024 season? List your event today with Old Iron Garage. We will help promote and highlight your event for free. Check out some of our current shows and events happening near you. To get started, visit oldirongarage.com. Okay, as I mentioned at the beginning, Chris and Nikki are getting close to celebrating their one-year anniversary. And at their wedding, you guys had tractors involved. Was that a mutual thing or no? 
it was just going to happen. Yeah, I didn't. I, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was mutual. I, I just knew it was non-negotiable. So I didn't fight it. It was unavoidable. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Okay. Do either of you have a dream tractor? And if so, what is it? You can go. I don't really have a dream tractor, I don't think. Um, I would love to allocate all of my great grandpa's like his original collection mm -hmm. that would be awesome um, that would be cool mm -hmm. I don't have a specific do you know where all of them are we know where a good chunk are okay yeah like the that McVicker I was talking about earlier that's I think in England that's crazy that's cool but crazy yeah. okay she does like towns and tractors I do you do so you're gonna get me kicked out of some shows for saying that. <laughs> um my dream tractor, if one even ever existed, is a a 3060 Deering tractor. Um it was basically a 45 mobile chassis that they put International Harvester put their two-cylinder upright engine on. Um and they were such a poor design they only built 10 of them and they were so bad that they had to get rid of them so they dumped them all in like argentina and south america okay that's crazy that, i mean yeah that would be an awesome tractor to have but good luck with that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right i know you guys go around and you go to a lot of shows and different things do you guys have a top show that you like to attend the my favorite my favorite shows to go to are either Crosby, North Dakota. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously everybody knows the, the John Tessie collection out there. You know, it's just a huge assortment and collection of, you know, early tractors. Yep. Um, and then also roll log too. We usually alternate years going between the two of them. Because it's like a 26 hour drive. Yeah, yeah. that would be it's a heck like, of a drive. To get to either one. Yeah. I bet the big ones you can't really compare to like some of the smaller ones. Yes, though. like Buckley in Michigan is awesome. Yeah, and my home show in Edgar, Wisconsin, is pretty awesome. It actually is. It has a huge flea market. Does it? It's, it's <laughs> like I don't remember if it was like the first or the second largest flea market in Wisconsin or something. Oh like wow, that. that's it's, crazy! I did not realize that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Then huge flea market. Um, and then, you know, all the leaky tractors are there and you know, mm -hmm. they plowing, you there's know, a, there's all, all the stuff. stuff going on. Yeah. Sometimes you, the smaller ones can be more fun depending on what all is there. Definitely. Okay. Where are you guys headed the rest of this year? Do you have any shows? So we are heading to Maryland, uh, next weekend to go to Bill McGrew's home show. Mm -hmm. um so we're gonna spend a couple of days out there and then after that we're actually gonna spend our one-year anniversary weekend in texas at a private event oh that sounds fun maybe mickey yeah no remember the lifestyle thing i was talking about <laughs> goes back to that yeah <laughs> How many tractors do you guys currently have in your collection? Um, 
I think pre-1930 tractors, there's probably eight or nine tractors out there. I mean, altogether, you know, with the, I'm going to call it after 1930 or rubber tire stuff. I mean, there's probably a dozen or 15 of them running around here. Okay. And, and what brand? A lot of stuff for like our hobby farm and stuff. Okay. Okay. You know, we, we uh, hobby farm like it's 1950. We hobby farm like it's 1950. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So what do you have on your hobby farm? Like animal wise, what do you got? Uh, well, Nikki has a horse. Okay. And we have a couple cows. And, and with chickens. Well, um, so you got to have chickens. Block of chickens and guinea hens and all that good stuff. Well, good. And we're Sounds hay like you guys got a good little funny farm there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you done any work on the tractors that you own? Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, the 20 horse Titan tractor, um, you know, we went through that and, you know, we did pretty much a total mechanical restoration. Uh, I mean, it's essentially been done for a couple of years, but there's still a few things on it that need to be done to finish it up. Um, our 45 Titan tractor, when we bought that, it was missing a lot of parts. Um, and we've gathered, you know, pretty much everything for that. We just haven't got to the point to go through it yet. So, and then, you know, way back in the day, uh, you know, lots of, you know, rubber tired row crop style, row crop style tractors and stuff like that. Okay. Well, cool. So what, is like one of your upcoming projects aside from what's sitting behind you what do you have coming up for work or for myself let's do for yourself so for myself for ourselves um my dad and i want to go through our 45 titan and do a mechanical restoration on that that we've owned that the longest and we've never done anything with it so it's time what year is that it's a 1911 okay that'll be awesome very cool okay how has this hobby helped you guys connect with others i mean i made us meet each other well, that's true <laughs> some of the awesome people we've met in this hobby like i mean gosh like steve vanderzeel carl and sandy blue bias blue bias Kurt Amund. <laughs> you don't have to say that. <laughs> like we wouldn't have those connections if it wasn't for the hobby. Yes. So. Yeah. No, well, it's this, definitely. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's pretty amazing, you know, like for the, the pre-1930 tractor hobby is a, a relatively small group of people, but, you know, they're all over the globe. I mean, we have... Mm -hmm. People from Australia that I'm friends with. I mean, a bunch of people in Europe. Um, you know, earlier this summer, um, I helped uh, one of my customers actually get a tracker out of Europe. So, um, you know, just the endless connections everywhere, you know. Yes. And if you travel anywhere in the world, you can oh, pretty much always find somebody that is in the hobby that you either heard of or, you know, somebody knows of them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think it's amazing too. Sometimes it's the people you least expect. And so sometimes you just have to open that conversation and you'll be surprised at what they're interested in and what they may collect. Funny so story is... with my, my current boss, uh, 
my like Google picture is of is me and my grandpa on uh, his twenty two forty five Altman Taylor, mm-hmm. and my boss in Wyoming saw it, and he's like, "Oh, my family, you know, my wife's family used to have a tractor like that. It's up in North Dakota now." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, Where? "He's like, it's a little town you've never heard of." And I'm oh like, my god! Trying. Yeah. yeah, and it's the big flower city at John's. That's awesome. Uh, I think it's at the museum now, right? Well, there's two flower, big flower cities at the show. Um, and I think the older one, I think it was either his family or his wife in-laws or something like that. Some of their, their family actually donated to, to the historical society. Yeah, so it's just, again, okay. the whole small world thing. Like, I didn't even try to make that connection. Yeah, <laughs> it is crazy. Absolutely crazy. The people that you'll run into, yes. Okay, what do you think people misunderstand about you guys the most? Um, I mean, I don't think people realize how passionate I am about this hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, am I crazy like Chris is? Absolutely not. Um, but I can keep up a whole bunch of tractor conversations, you know, with some of the hobby's best. Like, <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with magnetos one of the first dates i ever had here uh with chris we spent like four or five hours in one of our friend's garages watching him trying to fix a mag so that's funny um, but i can tell like a good tractor from a worn one like i can tell when something's not running right like if it's laboring or you know stuff like that i can spot when stuff is original or when it's repop um I don't really, when I'm at a show, I don't really want to be in the women's auxiliary building. (laughs) I want to be out like watching an E Rumley and listening to its cadence on the, you know, threshing machine or something. So that's fair. I get that 100%. So (laughs) I would say though, that's kind of overall in general, sometimes with women in the hobby, I would say that's something that people misunderstand a lot is that there's more of an interest there than sometimes people really assume. So mm-hmm. yes, I would say that's a good answer for that one. Okay, being young and in the hobby, how do you see like the younger generation influence the hobby? And do you think they have an interest? Hmm. That's a deep question. It is. Do oh. they have an interest 100%? Yes. Um, they have to be introduced to it though because mm-hmm. if you're not introduced to it you don't really know that it's a community mm-hmm. the way that it is yeah I I would say that there is a growing interest in the hobby um, it's kind of a tough question because you know like some of this early stuff um maybe like some of the cost maybe deters that a little bit you know yes, because I agree not, with that there's not a you know there's not a lot of people that can afford a three or a four hundred thousand dollar tractor mm-hmm. um you know so maybe when you see those big kind of numbers or something like that it may have some deterrent to that person but um you know, just to kind of like step in and get in it and, you know, get around the pre-30 stuff. I, you know, I I do think there is an interest. Yes. No, I agree. I think there definitely is an interest too. I think it just comes down, like you said, to honestly the money, because some of them are the bigger ones too. So insanely expensive that 
people in the younger generation are not going to be able to afford those kind of things and especially not for just a hobby so yes okay now if you're okay with it can you take us for a little walk around of the two wonderful masterpieces you have sitting behind you don't forget to visit our old iron marketplace where you can buy and sell all things old iron from vintage tractors to gas engines we have created a place to list and shop for items easily Currently, we have tractors, combine heads, cast iron seats, threshers, operator manuals, and so much more. Buy, list, or sell your antique iron-related items on our marketplace today. The old iron marketplace is free to use. Simply log in and register today. Visit oldirongarage.com to get started. This is a 20-horse type D-type. As I was saying before, it was on the, I think it was the... 2021 pre-30 auction. Mm-hmm. Um, this tractor that came out of Australia is essentially an assault marsh. Um, anyway, we went through and we've put new pieces on the frame rails. We've replaced parts of the frame. Um, we've replaced the rear wheels on it because they they had holes in them. Okay. Um, we've gone through the engine and you know basically um we've done everything to the engine we've ground the cranks we board sleeve or board them oversized and made new pistons for them new main bearings new rod bearings so they're just about as close to new as i think they're going to be okay um walking around the backside. You know, we're starting to get like all the the levers and the platforms and all that stuff on, and you know, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have canopies on them and, and that type of thing. This here is the forty five Titan. Uh, this actually came off from pre thirty two. Uh, I think it was the last live pre thirty sale that they have done. Okay. Um, same thing again, this tractor was in pretty nice original condition, but it was fairly war. So again, we've gone through and essentially, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. new axle shafts, new power shafts, new everything in the engines. Um, so yeah, they've just been a big, big, big project and you know, now we're kind of getting towards the end of it. I was going to say, it looks like it's coming together and they look really nice. So I'd say it's a big project. Well done. Okay. Now I keep saying we, do you have any help? Like, do people work for you? Yeah. So it's myself and then I've got a full-time guy. Uh, His name is Avery. Uh, It's actually Nikki's cousin. Okay. Uh, He's probably just as nuts or more nuts about this stuff than any of the rest of us that's funny uh, he is uh you know learn he he started back in i think may and he's okay. you know, learning a lot um i don't know i think he's just enjoying his time i think he has frustrating days but i think he has more better days than, than not and then my my dad he uh helps me as well probably three days a week or something like that okay awesome that's great well hey i appreciate you guys doing this i know it may not be your favorite thing but i really do appreciate it and people love to watch it so 
It wasn't too bad. See, told you it wouldn't be. All right. Well, thank you guys. I do appreciate it. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Great. Talk to you later. See right. you later. Bye. Bye. You can find all the source material for our episodes on our website, oldirongarage.com. We encourage everyone to join us on Old Iron Garage and connect with other collectors. Again, we would like to thank Chris and Nikki for joining us today. They both definitely have a passion for the hobby, and we love being able to share that with all of you. We encourage you to check out Chris's restoration page on Facebook at Hudson Tractor Restoration and Repair. Don't forget to submit your collection photos to info at oldirongarage.com to be featured at the end of our episodes. Feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or would like to join us on a future episode of Old Iron Talk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.